God bless you, everyone. My name is David Ewan from the Resurrection Center. I head up the Bravehearted Ministries at the Resurrection Center. And uh, today's new vocabulary has words like social distancing, quarantine, ventilators, masks, job layoffs. Tonight's topic is about coronavirus and where is God? Because that's the question that people are asking. You see, in today's uncertain times, people are asking questions. Have you been asking questions? The common question is, where is God? And that question I keep hearing about when we're talking about COVID-19 and coronavirus. Well, you see, that's not the question. And that's why people are struggling with the question. They're asking the wrong question. Let me tell you what the question is. The question is, where are you? It's not where is God. God knows where he is. The question is, where are you? And that's the problem. You don't know where you are. You see, God gives us a free will, but he guides us. Okay? With the teachings of God's principles, we learn about how we can become the people that God wants us to be. So don't ask where God is. Ask where you are. It is you who will learn from God and how to be. And it's how to be motivated, organized, disciplined, ethical, educated, and strong with endurance. Okay? So the agenda that we're going to be talking about today is what is our weakness? Okay? Uh, let me tell you, it's more than just sin. Sin isn't our only weakness. We're going to talk about that. Uh, the second thing we'll talk about is how we will become stronger. Okay? I'm going to give you a spoiler alert right now. It's God. How about that? Surprise. Uh, the third thing we'll talk about is the keys to fighting evil. Okay? And that has to do with the armor of God. And we're going to talk about that. Uh, and the fourth thing we'll talk about is overcoming odds and winning. And what that means is how to wear the armor of God uh, and how to use it. That's what we're going to talk about. You see, in our war with Satan, his society and our human weaknesses, uh, with all of that going on that Satan does, we need spiritual help. You see, God provides the powerful armor of God to protect us and to give us victory. Let me tell you about the signs of spiritual weakness. Number one, it's a bad temper. Do you have a bad temper? Uh, the other one is failing to assemble with other Christians. The fellowship, being with people of li like and similar faiths. Uh, the other, more important, probably I should have listed that as number one, the absence of prayer and Bible reading. That's the only way you have the communication with God and understanding the principles that God wants us to follow. Uh, number two, no integrity. If you're not truthful with yourself, you can't be truthful with others. And the fifth one is selfishness. Selfishness. We think about ourselves and not others. Let me tell you about the characteristics of spiritual weakness. Uh, first of all, they lead in their own power rather than God's power. These are people who say, look, look, I can do it. I don't need any help. Uh, I don't need God's help. Okay, uh, that's, that's a sign of spiritual weakness. Another sign is people who are reactive and not proactive. That means they're not planning ahead. Um, to be proactive, you prepare in advance. And for reactive, you're just fighting to survive, just barely. Okay? Um, the next one is they lead an organization, but not their family. They might be great at their job, but they're not 
able to take care of the most important organization of all, their home. Um, another one is they lead out of charisma rather than crucifixion. People operate by thinking about how good they look and not by sacrifice. See, a sacrifice shows true character. Uh, number five, there are two different people in and out of church. You know, uh, some people might look very holy in church. They look very nice in church. But then you see them outside in the supermarket, and you see that it's a different kind of behavior. See, that's not good. That's a, a, a double-faced personality. And uh, the other one is that people are aware of everyone else's sin, but they're not aware of their own. Sure, they can identify other people's uh, wrongdoings, but they have neglected what their own wrongdoings are, so they're not in a state of repentance. So those are the characteristics of spiritual weakness. So that being said, here are the reasons why you need the armor of God. The reasons why you need the armor of God. There are three reasons. The first one is you need to fight against the serious opposition. You know what that is? That's Satan. You know what uh, your serious opposition is? Yourself. Sometimes you get in your own way. Uh, number two, you need protection from attacks. Why do I say this? The spiritual world is real. Spiritual attacks are real. That being said, for number three, you need to know the scale of God's provision. What do I mean by the scale of God's provision? It means the abundance that God wants to give you. You need to know how much protection he can give you. You need to know how much of what he has he wants to give you. Now, let me remind you of what the pieces of the armor of God are. And this is in Ephesians chapter 14, verse 17. Uh, I, sh I should say Ephesians chapter 6, verse 14 through 17. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 14 through 17. The first one is belt of truth. Uh, and that scripture is, Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth. So that's talking about truth. Uh, the breastplate of righteousness. And the scripture says, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Uh, verse 15, shoes of the gospel of peace. And the scripture says, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Um, and uh, number 16, verse 16, I should say, shield of faith. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And number uh, verse 17, uh, the helmet of salvation. And take the helmet of salvation. And verse 17, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. So that is uh, the armor of God. So now that we know what it is, and we know we can identify it, the pieces, by looking at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 14 through 17. Now let's talk about what the armor of God is intended for. You see, the Bible tells us we are in a war, and our adversary, right? We have an adversary. Satan, the devil, is bent on destroying us. You see, the Apostle Paul warns us to beware of Satan's devices and tactics. That's in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. You, you see, 
the Apostle Paul reminds us and instructs us and teaches us that there is a spiritual world, and in that spiritual world, we are attacked. See, all of this is happening behind the scenes in the spiritual world, but it has great influence over the physical world. Satan and the demons are invisible, and he is a master of camouflage. He is able to convince people that he doesn't exist, and he is able to sway society and suggest wrong thoughts to us without even realizing that he is there. So with that being said, you and I have to purposely and deliberately put on the full armor of God. And when we do this, we are showing our enemy Satan that we are ready to stand against any tricks, any schemes, or any deception that he tries to bring our way through the power of Jesus Christ and the armor of God. The church in each of us individually moves forward on our knees, praying, reminds us of the battle. It reminds us of the source of our strength and defense and reminds God that we are fully committed to following him as obedient and faithful soldiers. Prayer and Bible study are the most powerful tools for combating Satan's weapons. You see, when we put on this whole armor of God, we will be prepared for Satan's attempts to attack us with pride, envy, lust, for forbidden pleasures, itching ears, disappointment, discouragement, doubt, or division, or any other tricks that Satan may use. Okay? So how do we become stronger against spiritual attacks? First of all, we need to remember the armor of God. So read Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 20. I'll say it again. Read Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 20. Number two, put on the armor of God each day in anticipation of the spiritual attack. You see, in Ephesians chapter 12, it explains that believers are part of a spiritual war. And the scripture says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Okay? Number three, pray without ceasing. Do not give up. If you're struggling with how to pray, try a simple prayer where you express your gratitude to God for all he's done for you. Ask him to forgive you for your sins and help you to avoid temptation and pray for him to strengthen your faith and wisdom. And number four, spend time in worship and fellowship with other believers. Don't do it alone. Not only will this strengthen your faith, but it will give you the community to fall back on when you are struggling. And we all do. We all do. So here are four ways to take up the armor of God and win. The first one is know your enemy and win. To fight against an enemy, you have to know the enemy, right? So be of sober spirit, be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking uh, someone to devour. And that's in First of Peter verse five, uh, chapter five, verse eight. First of Peter chapter five, verse eight. Okay, you see, the enemy is deceptive, manipulative, and operating under selfishness. And and the way you discern the enemy is the behavior of the enemy. They're either jealous of you, they're intimidated of you, or they're afraid of you. So I'm going to repeat that. That's very profound on how you identify the enemy. 
um, the enemy is discerned. You can they're they're identified by being deceptive. They're manipulative and they're operating under selfishness. That's how they get their way. Um, and the behavior, the way you see that, the tools that they use, is they're either jealous of you, they're intimidated of you, and they're afraid of you. Okay? Um, let's talk about taking up the sword of the Spirit and winning. So Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17 is, Take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Okay? So we know the principles. We understand the spiritual world by what's in the Bible. And that's why we attend church, where we follow our spiritual leaders, because this is the only way we can understand what God is trying to teach us. Number three, take the shield of faith and win. And Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16 says, Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. That means you'll be able to identify those who are deceptive and manipulative and selfish. You'll be able to see those who are jealous of you, intimidated by you, and afraid of you. Um, and number four, therefore, well, I should say, the, the title of it is number four, is to stand firm and win. And in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13 through 14, it says, Therefore put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand, stand firm. Then, the, the, the idea is this, is always be prepared. Be proactive, not reactive. Okay? Um, so let me tell you about the characteristics of a child of God wearing the armor of God, okay? And I'll tell you in James chapter 4, verse 7. James chapter 4, verse 7. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So that means you're handing yourself over to God. And by handing yourself over to God, that means you're not handing yourself over to Satan. See, it's, it's one or the other. Uh, I, I hope you make the right choice. Um, in Deuteronomy chapter 3, verse 22, Do not be afraid of them. The Lord your God himself will fight for you. So what Deuteronomy is telling us is that you're not alone. God's got your back. Okay? So stand strong. That means be brave. You're never alone. That means you don't have to feel empty. God loves you. So you're worthy in God's eyes. And he fights for you. That means he's got your back. Okay, so let's talk about the result of wearing the armor of God. What does that mean? You see, God holds the victory over sin and death in this world. Okay, so if you want to be on the winning team, if you want to be on the A team, be with God. Number two, the word of truth. What's the word of truth? That's what you read in the Bible. Okay, that's your weapon against the enemy's schemes and their tactics and their devices. That's what the word of truth is. Not only should we read the Bible, but we need to study it. And, and to study it, that's when you need spiritual leaders. Those are people like pastors, apostles, and ministers, and teachers. These are the people that you need. So you need to be at a church. Okay? And number three, proclaim Satan does not have authority over our lives, for we've been set free. See? We are not prisoners of Satan. 
because we've already chosen the A team, the winning team. That's God's team. Okay? So, so let's talk about how do we become useful in our fight against the evil one. How do we become useful? Okay, so there are principles we need to be aware to be effective. Okay, and, and there's four that I'll mention. Number one, you need to know who you are in Christ. Okay, rely on, on his power and take direction from the Holy Spirit. So the idea is the Holy Spirit is a gift we have received and it is to guide us. Use it. Use it. Number two, agree with the word of God. Okay, agree with the principles being taught in the Bible and accept it. The Word of God is consistent and it does not change. Learn the truth in God's Word and applying that truth, you will find yourself on the right side of the spiritual conflict regardless of what others think of you. Okay, and number three, you agree with the Holy Spirit. Every time you exercise self-control instead of losing your temper, Every time you choose to forgive instead of harboring bitterness. Every time you decide to consider others' needs before your own and make unselfish decisions. You are training yourself for battle and becoming a formidable warrior against Satan. And number four, see the possibilities. You see, the enemy would seek to blind us to the possibilities or make us think that we have to accept the way things are. But if we look at things from God's perspective and in agreement with his word, we can start to do battle in these situations. Do not accept defeat, but allow God to enlarge your vision of what he wants to do in your life. Okay, so let's talk about what we've discussed today. I, I've talked about a lot of things. The first item we talked about were the signs of spiritual weakness. Then we talked about the characteristics of spiritual weakness. And then we talked about the reasons you need the armor of God. And then we talked about what is the armor of God, and we reviewed that in Ephesians. And then we talked about what the armor of God is intended for. Then we talked about how to become stronger against spiritual attacks. And then we talked about the four ways to take up the armor of God and win. And then we talked about the characteristics of a child of God wearing the armor of God. And then we talked about the result of wearing the armor of God. And then we talked about being useful in the fight against evil. Okay? So today we put on the full armor to guard our lives against attack. We put on the belt of truth to protect against lies and deception. We put on the breastplate of righteousness to protect our hearts from the temptations we battle. We put on the gospel of peace on our feet so we're ready to take your uh, light wherever you send us this day. We choose to walk in the peace and freedom of your spirit and not to overcome with fear and anxious thoughts. We take up the shield of faith that will extinguish all darts and threats hurled our way by the enemy. We believe in God's power to protect us and choose to trust in you, God. We put on the helmet of salvation, which covers our minds and thoughts, reminding us we are children of the day forgiven, set free, saved by the grace of Christ Jesus. We take up the sword of the Spirit, God's very word, the one offensive weapon given to us for battle, which has the power to demolish strongholds alive, active, and sharper than any double-edged sword. So I close with this. We have all sinned and deserve God's judgment. 
God the Father sent his only Son to satisfy that judgment for those who believe in him. Jesus the Creator, an eternal Son of God, who lived a sinless life, loves us so much that he died for our sins, taking the punishment that we deserve, was buried and rose from the dead according to the Bible. If you truly believe and trust this in your heart, receiving Jesus alone as your Savior, declaring Jesus is Lord, you will be saved from judgment and spend eternity with God in heaven. I thank you for joining me. Uh, today we spoke about the question that is asked, where is God? Um, and that question is during these uncertain times as the world is battling the issues of coronavirus, the COVID-19 coronavirus. And uh, I think what we learned today, the question is, where are you? Uh, that's the real question. Um, so, my name is David Ewan. I head up the Bravehearted Ministries at the Resurrection Center. At the Resurrection Center, our services are Sundays at noon. The Bible sessions are Wednesdays at 7. Our website is resurrectionspringfield.org. You can catch us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at TRC413. Of course, our YouTube channel is ResCent Spring, R-E-S-C-E-N-T Spring. Our radio stations is ResurrectionCenterRadio.com. We also have the KRadio.com. Uh, also new is uh, KTV.us. Call us. Text us. We're at 413-342-0354. And you can check us out on smart devices by just saying play the podcast resurrection center of springfield my name is david ewan and this is the resurrection center